Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Primary Care Podcast. It's your boy, Dr. Mark List. Uh, today's joke from the primarycarepod at gmail.com inbox. You know, that's where you can send me uh, jokes or messages or topic advice. Um, okay, so uh, today's joke is from an anonymous listener, Dr. List. What's made of leather and sounds like a sneeze? The answer, a shoe. Let's start the podcast. The Primary Care Podcast is written and edited by a family physician for an audience of other physicians, nurse practitioners, physicians, assistants, residents, and medical students interested in primary care topics. This is not a podcast for patients and should not be used as medical advice. This is also a personal podcast produced on my own time and solely reflecting my personal opinions. Statements of this podcast do not reflect the views or policies of my employer, past or present, or any other organization with which I may be affiliated. Thank you for listening to the Primary Care Podcast. I'm Dr. Mark List, here to bring you the latest news, guidelines, and updates from primary care sources around the globe. Keeping it under 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry and I'm not that smart. Well, welcome back to the podcast, Pod Girls, Pod Boys, Pod People. It's your Pod Doc, Doctor Mark List. Uh, today's episode is coming to us on a really uh, not family medicine focused article, but has tremendous implications for family medicine, internal medicine, primary care in general. Um, the study is from the Annals of Surgery, which is, I believe, a first for this podcast. Uh, here in February of 2023, and specifically, the title of the article is "Low." preoperative serum creatinine is common and associated with poor outcomes after non-emergent inpatient surgery. Now, why I think this topic is so important is because I use a couple of different tools when I am seeing somebody for a pre-op evaluation in the clinic. And one of the main tools I like to use is the Lee's Revised Cardiac Index. Uh, I, I think it's a great tool for primary care providers. Basically, it asks if it's a high-risk surgery, if they have known coronary artery disease, if they have congestive heart failure, if they have a history of cerebrovascular disease, if they are a diabetic on insulin, or if they have a serum creatinine above 2 milligrams per deciliter. And using this formula, you can get a pretty good um, risk assessment if they, you know, what their percentile risk of, you know, uh, of outcomes here uh, perioperatively, right? And it can give you a good sense of, is this patient at their baseline? Is this patient, uh, you know, okay for surgery? You can't clear somebody, right? That's a that's an old um, legal term that doesn't mean anything in primary care anymore. You should never clear somebody for surgery, but we risk stratify them, right? And, you know, this preoperative evaluation doesn't, isn't just about risk stratification, but also uh, talking to the patients about what medicines they should hold before surgery, which ones they should continue, the day, uh, you know, even up to surgery, um, any preoperative evaluation or labs they need, EKGs, chest x-rays only when appropriate, et cetera. And one topic that I had never heard about was this idea that low serum creatinine can be a significant problem. Now, to get into it, obviously, let's do a quick background, right? So why do we check serum creatinine, right? Well, that the interpret the interpretation of an elevated serum creatinine is really, really common, right? Acute kidney injury, chronic kidney disease. Uh, we've talked about chronic kidney disease management on this podcast numerous times, but we've never talked about, and I was never really trained on low serum creatinine, okay? Now, it's important to remember that Serum creatinine we use to identify acute kidney injury, chronic kidney disease, et cetera, but it's in its steady state. We determine, right, it's used to determine the estimated GFR. But serum creatinine levels can be attributed to non-renal factors. And specifically in especially elderly patients or chronically ill patients, low serum creatinine is and can be highly attributed to sarcopenia, right? So if you have reduced 
muscle mass and you are old and frail, it is normal to have a low serum creatinine level, which is counterintuitive, right? Because oftentimes as we get older, we see the serum creatinine in most people bump, right? And this is highly associated with diabetes status as you know, glucose can certainly affect the kidneys. Hypertension can absolutely impact uh, kidney function, lowering creatinine, um, especially if it's poorly controlled and thereby elevating creatinine. But for people with well-controlled hypertension or no hypertension at all, for patients without any blood sugar issues, I've never in my life personally been that concerned about a low normal or low creatinine level. And this article actually is something that you know will change my practice in terms of how I look at not only preoperative evaluation, but also in my chronic um, long-term uh, geriatric patients, how it'll also change the way I look at them as well. And specifically, sarcopenia, okay, is associated with all kinds of reduced healthcare quality of life issues. Specifically, it is associated with higher inpatient mortality rates. It's it's related to um, increased rates of ICU mortality and and complications. It's associated um, in in the hospital with a myriad of complications. And specifically, frailty is something that healthcare organizations care a lot about. Can we identify people that are frail? Can we get these frail people in with dietitians to improve their malnourishment if they have protein malnourishment or calorie malnourishment? Can we get them into physical therapy to get them stronger so they are less likely to fall and break hips and have traumatic, uh, you know, high costs of care associated with their frailty, right? This is something that is incredibly popular right now with people um, in the quality uh, metric life, right? So people who um, are number crunching, right? As more and more of us go to uh, uh, accountable care organization models, ACO models. So as we get away from fee-for-service and Medicare gives us X number of dollars to take care of patients, a lot of the number crunchers behind the scenes are seeing that frailty and you know sarcopenia is one uh, is one factor in frailty can, is associated with in, uh, tremendous healthcare spending why because of falls because of fractures because of head trauma because of all these issues related to failed frailty and sarcopenia obviously has ma- massive uh, impact on that as well now in this study specifically they looked at 1,800,000 patients in a database from 2005 to 2020 okay and they looked at these patients and they looked at, they put them into quartiles, basically, or quintiles of preoperative serum creatinine. And um, they looked at, you know, all these patients with low creatinine and compared to the reference creatinine range, right? So a normal, quote unquote, normal creatinine range, right? 0.8 to just over one. If you had a serum creatinine under 0.6, there was a dramatic rise in the rates of perioperative mortality, and increased odds of major complications. If you had a serum creatinine under 0.4, sorry, 0.4 milligrams per deciliter, 55% increased odds of mortality compared to somebody with a quote-unquote normal serum creatinine, and an 82% increased risk of major complications. So a tremendous increase in risk associated with perioperative uh, issues. 
And this is something I have never thought about in my practice. When I'm getting a, a preoperative creatinine level, I'm usually worried about that high number, right? I'm usually associated because we know, right, leads to rise, cardiac index, a bunch of other factors. If they have an acute kidney injury, if they've got chronic kidney disease, these are people that are also at high risk for complications. Um, and this study also showed that as well. But I've never looked and never seen data before on the lower end. So yes, a low serum creatinine level, we should absolutely care about. Now, I've also seen this with pediatrics, where pediatrics, there are certainly kids that have a low serum creatinine. And again, we can chalk it up to just low muscle mass, especially puber, pre-puberal, pre-puberty uh, aged kids, right? Can certainly have, you know, a low serum creatinine. I just had one this week with that. But I've never um, attributed this as well that, you know, a, a, you know, somewhat low to very low serum creatinine level being this high of a risk for surgery. And it's high enough of a risk that this is something that you absolutely could and should probably consider having conversations with the patients or the surgical team about the patient's risk and trying to increase that serum creatinine level through the building of muscle, through physical therapy, occupational therapy, nutrition, to get to a healthier state before uh, elective surgery, especially if it's going to be any kind of um, intermediate to high-risk surgery. So... Again, um, this was a big topic for me to reevaluate my pre-surgical patients, my preoperative patients, and to really look at that low serum creatinine as a major risk factor, just as you would if your creatinine was over two based on Lee's revised cardiac index. So hopefully this is a, an interesting look at a topic that I don't, I've never been taught. I had never known. So maybe this was all old hat to you and this was a boring episode. But if it was, uh, God bless you for listening and following along. Uh, this has been Dr. Markless with Primary Care Podcast, reminding you you don't need to stay up all night, stay up to date. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Bye.